0: (laughs) all right welcome to the alien gazing podcast this is episode one titled new york times article reveals the existence of off-world vehicles so welcome to the alien gazing podcast my name is nick and i'm joined with tom And we are going to be your hosts for this uh, episode of Alien Intrigue as well as Shoegaze Music. But before we dive into any of that, let's just tell you a little bit about who we are and what this podcast is all about. So, my name is Nick. Uh, I'm the singer, songwriter, guitarist for the bands Sasha's Over Washington and the Grizzly Adams. I've had a long life fascination with UFOs, aliens, and the paranormal. And while I love a lot of music, there's something particular about shoegaze and 80s and 90s alternative music that just hits me in all the right places.
1: Yeah, um, I'm Tom. Uh, I also love um, UFOs and aliens. Um, my background is uh, I DJ and I paint. And uh, Great banner. <laughs> and by day, I'm a security officer. so yeah um and also uh i went uh i have a background in audio engineering
0: heck yeah so let's tell. You, so what this podcast is all about uh it's uh the Alien Gazing podcast aims to be a unique blend of shoegaze music show where we play and expose you to some great underground shoegaze music but we also want to use the show to dive into a variety of topics relating to the paranormal with a special focus on the UFO and alien phenomenon. So basically how it'll work is we'll feature between 2 and 4 new shoegaze tracks and both before, in between, and after each track, we will dive into whatever the topic of discussion is for each episode. Now, the topic for our first episode is going to be a deep dive into a recent New York Times article that, for the first time, provides an acknowledgement from high-level government sources of potential retrievals of off-world vehicles, among other things. So before we get into all of that, we're going to play our first song for this episode. Alright, this first song is going to be from a local Orlando shoegaze band. Uh, If you don't know, uh, this podcast is based out of Orlando, Florida. Anyways, the song is called Leaf Hound by the band Sad Halen. again is called leaf hound by the band sad halen it's off of their 29 2019 ep friends Uh, you can find their music on spotify and Bandcamp, wherever you can find music these days and if you'd like to follow them more intimately you can find them on instagram just follow sad halen on instagram and now back to the show all right and welcome back So uh, now that we've uh, started our segment off with some crazy cool music, we're going to dive into the meat of what this uh, episode is about, and this episode is going to be diving deep into the recent New York Times article labeled, No Longer in the Shadows, Pentagon's UFO Unit Will Make Some Findings Public. All right, so we're just going to give you a basic summary of what this article is all about. So basically, this article is ultimately an announcement about a branch of the government that deals with UFOs that intends to become more transparent than it has. This is fueled in part by the idea that UFOs may potentially be indicative of tech that our enemies may or may not have figured out, and if so, could potentially be used against us. However, as is the case with many UFO articles, the most interesting bits have less to do with the main story and more to do with the details around it. Uh, in this article, we have a series of quotes that aim to communicate the message that A, UFO slash UAP crafts, uh, that's UAP is Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon, that's like the new nomenclature for UFOs, so that uh, the UAPs or UFOs are a product of off-world technology, And the U.S. has potentially in its possession UFO slash UAP craft or tech. So let's go ahead and let's just talk, just let's give some uh, quick reactions on this article. So, Tom, let's start with you. How did, uh, what were you, what was your reaction to reading this article?
1: Um, My reaction was, uh, I think the, at forefront, uh, is just the fact that, you know, there is definitely something out there. Otherwise, uh articles like this wouldn't exist um we're not dealing with you know science fiction we're dealing with things and uh actual accounts that you know that are very real and you know top men are definitely involved um i think that's that's mind-blowing to me because you know it's simple to write something uh like science fiction and and make up a a spaceship and whatnot but at the same time it's kind of like we're dealing with in this article like materials that you know have no origin i mean they don't know you know uh it's it's crazy like it's mind-blowing
0: i'm right there with you yeah the the stuff about the off-world vehicles that was what was uh put out a lot in a lot of like press because you know how, how our current world is. You have a main article mm-hmm. talking about something and then all the news outlets, they go and they kind of pick, pick apart whatever that thing is and kind of like do their own spins on it. But the thing that uh, all the media outlets seem to be focusing on was that quote off world vehicles. Um Yeah. <laughs> and as you said, yeah, there's a lot of like people on here uh, who are legitimate government workers uh, who are exposing this. Uh, among them, um, uh, among the people mentioned are Florida Senator Marco Rubio, um, uh, Marco Rubio, um, Luis Elizondo, or sorry, Lou Elizondo, um, Harry Reid, who was a former Senate Majority uh, majority leader, and then there's another one what was his name eric b davis yeah
1: that? eric, w. eric w. w davis yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> um so these are all people who are have worked in the government mm-hmm. um i already we'll, we'll go into more details about that but i'll just share with you some of my uh my feelings when i saw it and it was very similar to, to what you uh how you expressed it just the fact that we have an article not in you know uh a tabloid or something like that this is the new york times you know and we have people who are associated with the government who are talking about off-world vehicles even mentioning their having their name out there in print associated with a quote like off-world vehicles that's just that is if you've been studying the ufo phenomena, you know that this is explosive information to be putting out there in the public sphere so that I mean, and and you know, it, it makes sense why all the media outlets focused on off-world vehicles because that's what I attached to. I I saw off-world vehicles, and it, immediately I was like, "Oh my god, this is it! I I can't believe it! This is it!" And the more, and we're gonna dive more into this in a, in a bit, but I, I think that as you as you listen to this podcast and as we kind of bring up some of these points, you may also have the experience of feeling like, "Holy crap! This is huge!" and it is.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. All
0: right, so we're going to get into some speculation regarding, uh, regarding the article as well as dive into some interesting details and kind of have an open discussion. But before we do that, we want to go ahead and give a, give you guys our next song for the podcast. So we're going to go ahead and do that now. This next song is by a band called Bled Tape. They're out of uh, Chicago, and the song is called the Feels Better in the Morning. i really like that song um that song again is feels better in the morning by the band bled tape and that song is off of their 2018 ep titled tulip and actually that was the album that i listened to that originally got me into the band um and it's it's really solid it's a really short one but it's great um you know, some of their some of their stuff, if you check out their discography, some of it is more shoegaze, some of it is a little bit more uh lo-fi indie pop, but it's all just great songwriting and great just um, texturing with all the all the guitars and effects and stuff he uses. Um and actually they're doing a promotion on their band camp right now, uh their entire discography for just fifteen bucks. I mean it doesn't really get much better than that. So anyway, the get banned again is bled tape. You can find them on Spotify, Bandcamp, Instagram. And they are doing that promotion on Bandcamp right now. So definitely check them out. And with that, let's get back to the show. all right so now this is our next section in this episode and this section is just entitled speculation uh so this is where um both tom and i are going to begin an open discussion where we dive into some theories uh various speculations and try to piece together what the larger implications may be going forward regarding this article so uh let's just go ahead and start with you tom what do you uh regarding this article what what details of it uh struck uh, struck a chord with you what do you think some of the implications could be
1: um i think you know i think some of the implications can be is uh you know other uh you know other countries like china and russia you know could be using uh could gain um gain this technology uh to use against the u.s which um I think Mark Arub, I think, yeah, Mark Arub- Ru- 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 Rubio, yeah, Rubio mentioned, yeah. mentioned that. And I think that was kind of like one of those deals where, um, you know, we, we, we kind of need to get, we need to get to the bottom of this first before, you know, Russia, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or <laughs> China, <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> get their hands on this. Cause, um, you know, it's already being proven that, you know, some of the materials are, out of this world you know um so you know i think it all stems down to like um we just it's, it's i think we're right now we we have a a race and uh you know there's things now like the space force uh it's like a new cold war <laughs> yeah it really no it really is because um yeah no it,
0: and that seems to be what how they're trying to frame this information. Uh, yeah. Uh, look, let me see if I can find that quote from Mark Rubio because uh, he he um in the article he stated that he he expressed concern over reports of UAPs over U.S. Uh, U.S. military bases, uh, specifically regarding the possibility of China or Russia having made a technological leap that allowed them to utilize UAP tech. Um, that's from my notes. So yeah, so Marco Rubio mentioned that you know one of the reasons why we want to look into this is because we don't want our our enemies, uh, enemies of the U.S. Um, not me and Tom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we don't want our this tiny technology getting in the hands of our enemies and if it already has then we need to catch up so yep. yeah so yeah it seems like the way that they're going about this is pretty pretty logical logical and digestible for the public the idea that we don't know what these are but um but we got to find out what they are, because if if we see them, it stands to reason that other people in other countries are seeing them and are trying to formulate their own plans of attack. And we have to figure out our own for how we're going to deal with this issue. Um, so, yeah, so there's so there's definitely that. However, the thing that the thing that I think is also really interesting is some of the stuff uh, that they they that they talk about in this article around this idea so let me i'm going to get into some of that so there's a couple of really interesting quotes in here um uh, and let's just go ahead and dive into the most interesting one uh which was that one about off-world vehicles so we want to show you the uh the actual quote um so the quote the quote, including the, the term, quote-unquote, off-world vehicles, comes from a man named Eric W. Davis. Now, Eric W. Davis is an astrophysicist who worked as a subcontractor and then a consultant for the Pentagon's UFO program since 2007. And if you're keeping up with um, some of these New York Times articles that have come out about UFOs, uh, you, you know that... In a previous article, they had mentioned the existence of a program called ATIP. I can't remember the abbreviation right now, uh, but look it up. Um, so that was a a branch of the Pentagon that was looking into UFOs. Um, uh, and anyway, so Eric, B, Eric W. Davis was a part of that since 2007. And the quote comes from him. And the quote, he says that, in some cases, examinations of materials, referring to materials... Uh, from potential retrievals of extraterrestrial craft some materials had so far uh, failed to determine their source and led them to conclude led him to conclude that we couldn't make it ourselves um, and that as recently as March of this year uh, he gave a uh, a classified briefing to a defense department about retrievals of off-world vehicles not made on this earth did you want to add something? What was did you, did you get the A tip?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, I did. I got the A tip. Uh, where was it? I just had it. Oh, A tip, uh, advanced advanced aerospace threat identification program. A tip. A tip.
0: A tip. A <laughs> tip. <laughs> um so yeah, so so Eric W Davis now works for uh, a company called Aerospace Corporation, very creative. Mm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he works as a defense contractor. And it was in this capacity that he gave this classified briefing as recently as March again. And, th- and that, that exact quote is retrievals from quote, begin quote off world vehicles, not made on this earth. End quote. It doesn't get more explicit than that. Yeah. I mean, what, what other implications could there be for that quote?
1: Yeah, that's, that's pretty straightforward. You know, you know, you can, you can sugarcoat it, but you know, it's, it's, it's there, <laughs> uh, you know? um, Yeah, no, I, yeah, it's it's crazy that they would even, you know, again, it's it's you know, we're dealing with, you know, real things and 2020 as um as be- <laughs> as a weird year has it been. <laughs> this isn't even the weirdest thing to tell Yeah, to I, I know. Yeah, it's so crazy, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah,
0: it, uh, it's odd that that, you know, this year being what it has been that this just it didn't explode. You know, it didn't it didn't make more people like especially cuz last year we had that um the Going to Area Fifty One and storming Area Fifty One—the yeah. whole thing that went on.
1: <laughs> yeah, though yeah, no, that was that was that. Yeah, that was a that was a funny meme. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the meme that, uh, the, that, that began a movement.
1: <laughs> yeah, it really, it sparked imagination. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, so so yeah, so the fact that that we have this kind of quote. Uh, in addition to some other ones, so let's go into some uh, com- a couple other ones. So another uh, another notable person from this article was a man named Harry Reid. Now Harry Reid was the former um, was the former Senate Majority Leader, um, and his quote that was really interesting uh, toward the end of, end of the article, where he stated that it's extremely important that information about the discovery of physical materials or retrieval craft come out. So a quote like again what he's saying is not as as important as the implications of it i mean when you think about who is saying it it's mm-hmm. a senate majority leader right you know uh or a former senate majority leader so him someone that in with that high of a profile coming out and talking about something like this i mean this type of quote is something you would have seen 10 12 years ago from your crazy uncle who lives in vancouver you know
1: yeah. <laughs> with the with the shotgun and the moonshine yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <exactly.
0: laughs> those damn aliens <laughs> they ain't gonna get me my crops yeah. <laughs> or whatever it is yeah <laughs> me and my moonshine me and my moonshine <laughs> um but also it, it's good to recognize this article as being in, in a series of articles initiated by uh, the, the company started by Tom DeLonge from Blink-182 to the STARS uh, Academy of Arts and Sciences. So this is definitely within that realm of of quote-unquote disclosure information that we're getting there. And the first one, um, the first major one being the 2017 uh, breaking of that, the tic-tac-toe UFO Um, so this, this is probably the most explosive of all the things we've gotten, uh, Mm -hmm. for many other reasons, um, uh, for, for nothing else, uh, the quotes alone in this article, but you know, it's good to, good to remind ourselves that the, the meat of this article, um, was meant to indicate that that the u.s. intends to be more transparent about these Mm -hmm. um about ufo findings uh in the future so that i mean that that's only good news for anybody who's studying the ufo phenomenon
1: yeah no I, i i i totally agree um you know as far as you know Mentioning Tom DeLonge, I just have to think um, aliens exist. You know, Blink One Eight Two song, but you know, it's like, hey, mom, there is something in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Hope
0: it's not the creature from above. Yeah,
1: that was like, that was like, I'm like, ah, I think that was kind of too. I was just like, wow, he's he actually wrote a song and he uh, followed through. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah it, it, and it's funny if you uh in his uh in his boxcar racer album which so boxcar racer was a was the band that he did between albums uh between blink 182's take off your pants and jacket and their untitled album uh-huh. uh was boxcar and there's a couple of songs in that where he talks about like the government and um which one was it um i saw virginia get rid of langley and its secrets too um <laughs> yeah okay. the government uh the government is lying the truth um they won't believe them i think that was from the third track i can't remember what the song was called um but yeah so he he's he's definitely it's the his interest in this kind of stuff has been embedded in this music uh-huh. even in more subtle ways than, than the aliens exist song and it's just so i mean obviously this happened to him starting his companies before 2020 but i mean how 2020 does it feel you know, to have a rock star leading the U.S. government's uh, divulging U- uh, UFO information.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, you know, I, I think you know, bring it, you know. <laughs> you <laughs> of know. all the things
0: that that could happen. <laughs> yeah. Let this one just just let's just, let's just ride it out. I'm cool exactly. With <laughs> um so uh in regards to, to the stars uh academy of arts and sciences we have a couple uh we have one person in this uh in this article who is heavily associated and who is a very legitimate source for this type of information and that is the man named lou elizondo tell you a little bit about him he is a former military uh he used to work with former sorry former military intelligence um he used to work as an intelligence agent for the military and has current ties to the stars. uh, He used to work with ATIP. He resigned uh, to work more exclusively with uh, To the Stars. And one of the most interesting the things that he confirmed was that there is a new task force uh, that evolved from the Advanced Aerospace uh, Program and claims that it will no longer hide in the shadows and will have a new transparency. So that com- so that that information about the U uh, the U S having a branch of the, of the government that will be more transparent about UFOs comes from Lou Elizondo. Um now he is he if you are if you have cable TV, which I don't, but you know, I uh I, I have my ways.
1: <laughs> he's uh let's <laughs> talk about those after the show, Tom. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> uh so <laughs> so so he he's on this show called Unidentified um, Into U- uh, America's uh, UFO Secrets or something like that. I, I'm, I'll have to look up the title again to to be sure. But in any case, it's called The, the Main Header is Unidentified. So he is kind of like the head of this TV show. Um, and uh, I watched the first episode recently. I've seen a couple of episodes here and there. Um, but what the episodes are doing is each episode uh, gives us some sort of credible witness usually from the military mm-hmm. um and them kind of talking about their experience um and as well as lou elizondo with his team talking to people in other governments about their ufo information our ufo information et etc and so forth um so yeah so he he's another government guy who is has heavy credentials and is very vocal about all this kind of stuff i mean he 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 has supposedly he has security uh, clearance still and he definitely seems to hold things uh close to the chest um in some of those episodes that i've seen um but again another another legitimate source talking about this stuff
1: yeah couldn't agree more um i feel the same way you know again another figure is coming out and again you know passionate otherwise why would you you know you know passion is i think number 1 and i think that's you can tell i think
0: yeah it does it doesn't seem like farcical or 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 forced in any way shape or form this is a man who i mean legitimately he he left um his position in the US and and uh in working for the A-tip program to work on um the stuff with you the stars um mm-hmm. And in our interviews where he's talked about it, he seems very passionate. If you haven't seen the show Unidentified, there are ways to see it. Of course, if you have uh, the, we can't advertise other means of acquiring it. But if you do have a cable subscription, um, or if you have like one of those Hulu cable apps um, mm-hmm. or some sort of cable provider, you can watch it online on History dot com. Um, but I definitely recommend you look into it. It's really interesting, and it's the most credible information, um, about UFOs out there. Um, yeah. So what, uh, what, what, where are you sitting, Tom? What are, what are some of your thoughts? Sure. Uh, let us know what you're thinking.
1: Um, man, uh, I, I think, you know, I think where I, I think my mind is kind of blowing over all this cause, um, it's something that like, you know, the discovery person, And me always knew, you know, this stuff, you know, and, um, I think my takeaways are, it's again, like, I love how the, how there's going to be, uh, the transparency is going to be super clear, um well not super clear but at the same time it's like at they're, least are saying so yeah well you know we never know because it's you know this is out of the shadows but you know <laughs> there's always there's, there's always, always something there's always layers to the cake but no i mean i think you know as as somebody that grew up with you know star wars and and um uh, more star Wars and star Trek. Um,
0: same, (laughs) but you know, to offend the Trekkies out there, we love you too. Yes.
1: But, uh, you know, um, man, it was just kind of like, uh, it always interests me and it's cool. Like that they're, they're acknowledging it. And there's, you know, like I said before, you Mm -hmm. know, the New York, times is writing you know going with this and um it's just you know one of my i was actually we you know before we were talking about um one of my favorite things uh at at disney uh, world is uh, space mountain and uh you know what and i actually enjoyed the ride but i enjoyed the waiting in line and it always captivated me with you know some of my with my U- UFO experience, but I was like, "There's always there's something there," and we don't go to space to just launch satellites and walk on the moon. We, we're doing it for a reason, and you know it's really cool <clears throat> to have every have all this stuff kind of come together um and present itself in a way where it's public information, you know. Um, so I think that's kind of my takeaway with
0: that. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, the, the fact that, that, that it's, 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 it, let me back up. I think the, you mentioning the, um, uh, the space mountain uh, waiting in line for that uh, is really interesting because uh, that, that ride came about at a time where it seemed like the U S and it, there was a lot more interest in space and this idea of we're entering the space age um a lot of the sci, I mean, some of the most classic sci-fi. I mean, two thousand one, a space odyssey. I mean, yeah. that's one of the. I mean, that that movie came out a year before we landed on the moon. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, it, it, and at crazy. that time, it, very crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and at that time, it was there was much uh, higher interest in UFOs. The government at that time also had Operation uh, Project Blue Book. I'm sorry, uh, which was actually actively investigating UFOs. We can get into that on another episode. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but in any case, the uh, UFOs are being acknowledged. And so now they're being acknowledged again. So, uh, I don't know if that's where you were going with the, um, with the mention of that, of that, uh, of that ride. But when you mentioning it made me think about the fact that, yeah, that, that ride kind of represents a moment in time where we want, were much more open to things like UFOs or it mm-hmm. seemed like maybe we were, obviously I wasn't alive back then. I'm a nineties <laughs> <90s> baby, but, <laughs> um, but but you know it's interesting that we're kind of entering another age like that now yeah. uh no, cu- with acknowledgement of the mm-hmm. stuff no
1: i think i think i think it just kind of goes hand in hand with that um and i guess you know it's kind of like one of those deals you know history repeats itself um and
0: yeah we go through cycles we go through
1: cycles and you know but now you know now the government is uh, hip to, to you know, talking about some of this stuff, and you know, again, you know, because like you know, uh, you know, in Roswell or whatever, you know, that whole deal, um, you, you know, that's kind of was the pinnacle of of a lot of science fiction, you know, right. Uh, yeah. That was kind of like, you know, I, I know there was science fiction before Roswell or whatever, but that was kind of,
0: but it started this wave of, of yeah. alien UFO mm-hmm. type sci-fi. Sorry. No, no yeah,
1: no, definitely. And, uh, you know, and I think <clears throat> the, I think that's, I think that's just it though, is, you know, history, it, it comes, you know, back and, uh, and it's just really cool to, see all this stuff kind of unfold and then to be it to have a a a lead singer um such as Tom DeLonge to kind of front everything um I I mean I grew up with Blink-182 um and (laughs) uh I still listen to that album and just to you know to bring you know for him to you know bring you know his his um expertise and and people to actually acknowledge an artist i think that's i think that's amazing cuz i think so many times uh you know oh you're an artist uh that's just what you think you know and you sometimes sometimes you know the the government or not, or just like the media in general doesn't understand you
0: and it's really cool to see an uh, artist being taken seriously yeah. in that in that in that field yeah yeah, yeah. cuz often it, it, there's like this this feeling that like artists kind of operate in this like uh this pseudo reality space yeah
1: no i think and i think that's kind of that's kind of yeah that was kind of like my thought of was just kind of like man that's really cool um yeah
0: so. yeah the uh it it, it it's inter- it's kind of it's kind of brilliant when you think about it i mean cuz and if and you can look you can look up you can look into uh Tom DeLonge a little bit more yourself uh whenever you get the chance to but um there was an interview I can't remember which one it was but he was talking a little bit about um his role in all of this and he paints it uh he paints a picture of him acknowledging that these things really exist he's done if you if you're a fan of blink you know that he's been in the ufos yeah. and aliens for <laughs> so long uh did you ever get um they blink 182 actually released a couple of uh, dvds back in like the early 2000s uh there uh, was urethra chronicles one and part two I haven't. No, I haven't. It's hol- by the way, what amazing name! By the yeah. way, the Urethra Chronicles. <laughs> like, oh my god! Yeah, and again, it just even makes it even funnier that he's the one, because uh, you know, it, of, of all people, of all artists, to not be taken seriously. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you could you could argue that Tom DeLonge could be very easily made the butt of, of the joke of so many, you know, sophisticated rooms, but he's being taken very seriously and I think it's because he, regardless of him being a, um, a a perpetual, like, silly, fun-loving dude, I think he has had a very serious interest in this subject and the way he paints it in the interview that I watched, um, he paints it as like he knew he had been doing this research for such a long time and he he wanted to he wanted to help get the information out there because he kind of saw the US government as being in kind of a a funk needing Mm -hmm. to you know kind of have some sort of disclosure on this stuff be put out there um, but not really knowing the right avenue to do it and I mean having someone like Tom be someone who is able to be a public face for this kind of stuff um, I think I think is a really smart uh, kind of PR move Um, I agree yeah. yeah So fairly interesting stuff Uh, before uh, we're going to start kind of like winding up our discussion in a second. But before we do that, I do want to mention that this article was partially penned by a woman named Leslie Keene. Tom, are you aware of Leslie Keene? No. So Leslie Keane is a woman who wrote this book, UFOs. Um oh, okay. uh, it it's just titled UFOs. But look her if you uh if you're listening to this, when you get a chance, look up her uh look her up. Leslie L E S L I E Keen K-E-A-N-E, if I'm not mistaken. Um I could be wrong. Fact check me. Um but in any case, she wrote that book, UFOs, and basically this this, this book, I have it and I've read it. It is it was published in 2009 and it was probably the best book if you are if you're interested in the ufo phenomenon and you don't know where to start start with this book uh it's by leslie Keane, ufos I uh, she basically got testimony from exactly what lou elizondo essentially is doing with that with the tv show on history channel um leslie Keane collected testimony from several Aviation pilots, uh military personnel people in the Air Force, all that kind of stuff, and they all compile the, and they write and she gives them their own chapters where they write in their own words their experiences of you know these UFOs or unidentified craft or unidentified aerial phenomenon whatever you want to call it um so she was so she she wrote this article so i decided to uh, mention that um that if you're interested in the ufo phenomenon i cannot recommend a better book to start uh your uh your interest in this stuff with because it's it's actually even got a blurb uh by michio kaku who is a theoretical physicist in case you uh aren't if in case you weren't aware where he said that you know it's uh, i forget what the blurb was exactly but it was pretty much praising the book and uh praising the fact that it's like a legitimate source for UFO information. So that that's really interesting too. So we've got a huge compilation of legitimate um US government previous government workers, current government workers talking about this stuff. We've got uh Tom DeLong who has been a lifelong researcher and started that company to the stars talking about it. We've got these crazy quotes talking about off-world vehicles for, um not made on this earth. Um and then we've got, you know, a um a knowledgeable woman writing this article leslie keen um who also wrote that book on ufo's so to me this just represents like the most explosive information about ufo's uh out there um and it's 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 nothing but a a harbing, harbinger of good things to come hopefully we we hope <laughs> yeah
1: no definitely i think good things
0: i hope so you know the the fact that they've talked about some of the uh the national security ramifications kind of puts me on edge a little bit because mm. i think like you know so let me uh, let me preface this by saying that i i recently have gotten some what are allegedly documents and i say allegedly because I, even though i believe that they're true and they're real um you can't deny that these some of these documents have been contested mm-hmm. uh for a number of years um so the documents I'm referring to are the majestic documents as well as psalm one o one which was supposedly a special operations manual for um that was made in nineteen fifty four that gives guidelines for retrievals of uFO craft as well as uFO or sorry as well as alien beings so I'm reading both these things and the thing that that is uh interesting but also very scary to me is uh the discussions they go into about the about the the potential for these for this technology that they're acquiring to be weaponized um and that to me is the is the part where it's a little bit scary because i personally i'm not afraid of aliens (laughs) i'm not afraid of you i mean i know that i know that we could never truly know their intentions Mm -hmm. um and they're much higher place than us because i i let me just again i believe that it's ufos i believe i'm sorry i believe that it is alien beings from other from another planet mm-hmm. that's no what definitely I, that's what i think yeah. i don't know if that's the truth or not but it could be from another dimension or whatever a number of things but that's that's the theory that makes the most sense to me um and re- regardless of where they come from the idea that that the focus of would be weaponizing this stuff this kind of stuff is it's kind of a scary thought because it's we're talking about you know technology that supposedly has like Mm anti-gravity properties you know so it's like with that kind of power like what what kind of havoc can you wreak i mean it's like (laughs) it's like if nuclear weapons could destroy our planet what could Mm -hmm. the implications of this technology be and are are we a you know are we ready (laughs) which which (laughs) might be why it makes sense to keep some of this information you know in the in the private uh behind closed doors so to speak
1: yeah we saw that the, what the Ark of the covenant did in indiana jones <laughs> <laughs> yeah right, right. melt yeah. some faces
0: <laughs> uh, not just uh, speaking of melting faces though uh <laughs> i think that's a good transition to our uh our last and final track for the evening so we're going to go ahead and uh, play that and we'll get back to you with some concluding thoughts And our last song for the episode is from a band called Old Soul Dies Young. The song is called Miki, spelled M-I-K-I. I love most about that song is uh the riff they have in there. It's really, really pretty and it's uh really blends well with all the like distorted guitars uh they got going on in the track. Uh, Anyway, so that song, again, was uh, Miki, M-I-K-I, by the band Old Soul Dies Young. Uh, I'm spelling out Miki just in case you think it's spelled, I don't know, M-E-K-E-E or something weird like that. (laughs) And it's off of their uh, 2018 album titled One More Final, I Need You. And you can find them on Bandcamp and Spotify, as well as Instagram. And uh, I've actually been talking to uh, one of the members of the band, Shane. Uh, we bonded over our mutual love for both UFOs and shoegaze. So uh, shout out to Shane out there if you're listening, bud. I appreciate you. Thanks for letting us feature the music on the podcast. And a big thank you to all the bands featured on today's podcast. Uh, we really appreciate you all letting us use your music. Uh, all those bands again are sad Halen bled tape and old soul dies young. Um, appreciate you guys letting us use your music on the podcast and if you out there are listening right now and you have enjoyed these bands enjoyed their music of uh, check them out on spotify or Bandcamp or wherever you listen to music and if you can send some support their way in the form of like buying a t-shirt buying a song buying an album what have you um or heck just uh just add them on instagram and just tell them that they look cute in their pictures or something like that it's definitely a, a tough time for artists out there and Any support um, sent their way, I'm sure, is very much appreciated. All right, and we are back. And so we are getting towards the end of this episode, so we want to go ahead and open up the space for either of us to provide any any additional ideas or concluding thoughts regarding this awesome New York Times article and some of the grander implications. So let's go with you, Tom. So uh, do you have any additional ideas or concluding thoughts?
1: Yeah, um, I'd like to, yeah, definitely, and conclude with... um... The uh, there's a UFO uh, video called the Tic Tac UFO, and uh, I guess it came out in 2017, um, and was released with the New York Times article. Yeah. Um, and it's fascinating because you know in the video it actually gives a uh, pilot's real real reaction to um, him seeing uh a, a ufo um you know something that he couldn't explain and you know it's just another um layer to this whole thing and you know i've been doing security uh for 15 years um and you know our our whole thing in security is observing and reporting um i wouldn't you know what i see is what i'll report you know i won't Um, It's
0: cut cut, and dry.
1: Yeah, it's cut and dry. You know, you, yeah, you know, it's just it's you see what you is what you get, and you know you report on it, and 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 so I think with that experience, it just kind of amplifies the Tic Tac UFO uh, video.
0: Right. This isn't this isn't somebody um throwing a, a sauce like a, a frisbee in their backyard, yeah. snapping some pictures of it and then adding like exclamations or anything like that. This <laughs> is you know, it's a video of uh of a thing that he's seeing and then he's trying to capture it and then you hear him like exclaim, like, Woohoo, I got it, you know, 'cause he's he's like yeah, he's stoked. Exactly.
1: Just...
0: Yeah. But, like this thing he has he has no idea what what it is but it, he just knows that it moves at an incredible rate of speed that that has is unlike anything he's ever seen before and all of a sudden he captures it
1: mm-hmm. yeah no definitely um yeah it's observing report at the end of the day and this is yeah i think i like the to...
0: yeah i think you know i think i think i think you bring up a really good point the fact is is that these Things are out there, and real people, real live human beings, are seeing them and talking about them. It's really easy when you hear about UFOs to just kind of dismiss it as like this thing that's like out there that doesn't really concern you. But the truth is that there are a lot of real human beings, regardless of whether they're in the military or not, who have reported seeing these things. And you know, it's it the fact that so many people have been brushed aside. Um, when you have it, it brings a lot of credibility when you hear someone from the military having this kind of re- having these kind of like legitimate reactions and you kind of it kind of reminds you because you feel a little bit less you know you feel a little less skeptical because it is someone from the military um, so that, and that's good. Um, but it, but it's also good to remember that these are real people seeing real things in the air. And it, it's not about whether it's like, it's definitely aliens. I know I believe it's alien, uh, alien beings, but it's, it's, it's less about, you know, whether it's aliens or whether it's some sort of like weird quote unquote mystical phenomenon that we're not yet oh, uh, privy to or whatever. Mm. But it's more about the fact that this is something that is actually occurring. And it's taken this long. We're talking from you know, realistically, since like Roswell, so nineteen forty seven until twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. That's like over sixty years to to admit that this is something legitimate that is going on in the skies. Yeah. No. Definitely. Yeah. That that my my takeaway is kind of like my concluding thought is kind of similar. Like this, this is a real phenomenon, and it's so as someone who's believed in this stuff for a long time um but also someone i mean i say that i believe this in my my for a long time but there have there have been waxing and waning there has been a waxing and waning of my belief in my um my passion for for the subject because it is something that it's kind of like a rabbit hole it's kind of you know uh it's one of those things where it's the, the fact is, is that it's the unknown and whenever you delve into the unknown, there's always like a stigma that's attached to it, that you're some sort of loon and no one wants to be considered that, you know? So, um, but in any case um, it is amazing that this is, this is being spoken about in the, in the way that it has been. Um, And ultimately I think that my biggest thing, my biggest takeaway from this article um, and which has had the implication of inspiring me um me reword that (laughs) basically this article made me rethink some of like the the documents that have been out there that have been quote-unquote claimed uh sorry claimed to have been quote-unquote um bogus and i say the word bogus specifically because there are uh the majestic documents are the ones that i'm reading through right now and i remember when i was a kid and i got I downloaded versions of these documents and they had the word bogus written all over them. And if you look at uh, press reports of uh, people, government workers talking about these documents, the specific word they used was bogus. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that, I don't know, that it just makes me think about stuff like that. It makes me think about those documents and try to bring them into a new light uh, because I, I think that some of those documents could are not bogus. <laughs> and I think that that was a line specifically to kind of keep the cover up going. And ultimately that's, that's the biggest thing for me here is that them talking about this stuff so openly and admitting that there had been a UFO investigation unit of the Pentagon, you know, for for many, many years under the, uh, you know, under, under wraps, not being, uh, being aware of by even people in the military and the government, you know, it, it just, it sh- it speaks volumes that this topic has been around for a long time and been taken seriously for a very long time. So, moral of the story, it's never been a better time to be a UFO, alien uh, phenomenon, uh, believer, seeker, or whatever. And uh, this article has just done, done amazing things and inspiring me personally to just want to just dive further into this and i couldn't be more excited to have this be the first episode of the alien gazing podcast yes (laughs) all right so with that said uh that is the episode guys we would like to add a uh additional segment uh further as we continue doing this podcast um and that segment will be called q a and that will be an opportunity for you you guys your audience you're listening to us right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, an opportunity for you guys to reach out to us via email, ask questions, provide comments on previous episodes, or just bring up your own experiences with UFOs and alien phenomenon, and we can bring that to the show. So if you would have any questions or uh, thoughts you want to share with us on this episode or in any other episode that happens in the future, uh, for right now, go ahead and send an email over to saucersoverwashington at gmail.com. That's saucer spelled S-A-U-C-E-R-S over Washington at gmail.com. And then we will uh, add that segment as time goes on. But uh, with that all being said, is there anything else you want to add, Tom?
1: I think that pretty much covers it. This is
0: the one in our first episode. (laughs) In the can. In the can, yeah. Whilst you listen on the can. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, you keep your eyes in the skies and have a great night out there. Yep, bye.